Hello, beautiful. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a special guest. It is Angela Kristen Taylor, and we talk about the value of owning who you truly are, what to do if you experience an identity wobble. And you probably heard me talk about when I had an identity wobble, when I went for my seven-figure chocolate manufacturing company and 20 years experience with a business partner to solopreneurship. I definitely felt that identity wobble. We also talk about what gets in the way of playing big and also what to do about it. How to utilize your past to fuel the present you, because let's face it, at this point in our lives, we have some things that we're going through. We have some baggage. We have some childhood trauma. We have limiting beliefs. We have certain things that occurred in our past, and you are going to learn how that can actually become fuel into your current self, into the present you. And we're also going to wrap it up with strategies to fulfill your ideal life. I know you're going to enjoy this episode, especially for this time of the year, but really anytime you're listening, I think it's going to be a shot of inspiration. So sit back, enjoy. Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here. I know we're going to have an awesome conversation. Mm -hmm. I want to first start off with, you have said in the past that the old you was a chaotic hot mess. Mm. Oh yeah. And I would love it if you could share at what point in your life did you just realize like this is not working? How I'm going about life and business is just not working and I need to change. God, you know, that's a really good question. I feel like it's a constantly evolving thing. So <laughs> I'll say I think the the first time I recognized it was very different from how I recognize when that comes up now, because I think it's, it's still something that always comes up as we're, we're ready to shift and grow. Something's not working. And then that is the catalyst for what needs to happen next. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll tell you that even though this has happened several times, I think that the main factor that comes to play, especially from the very beginning, when I was first recognizing it was that I had to own who I actually was and am, right? I have to own that in myself so that I understand, am I, is there really a problem here or am I trying to adhere to other people's stories that don't work for me? Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that was a really big one because I, I was just saying this on a, um, a, an episode that I recorded earlier today on my podcast was um, I was talking about how my mother, because she was so organized and so meticulous, I mean, to an OCD level, like literally there was an OCD factor there. And so in her mind, if I couldn't be like her, then I would always be lazy. I would always be a mess. I would always be a disaster. And so it, my earliest stories that I was creating for myself around who I was, was that I'm lazy. I'm a disaster. I'm a mess because I wasn't her and I didn't measure up to that standard. And what I came to realize was that there was more than one way to be productive, to be organized, to be structured. And I didn't know all of this back then, but like now I can look at it and say, you know, my brain works very differently from the way my mother's brain works, for instance. Right. So, and so, 
Yeah, it really is. And so, you know, I've recognized this um, very specifically, like having children where, you know, you see your own children and you're like, oh, their brain works kind of like mine does. They're different. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then you, you try to, and then they're, they're all different. So like, you know, my, my young, my youngest, the only one that I still have at home, his, his brain is sort of a combination between me and my husband's, which is really interesting because our brains don't work the same, but his is sometimes like mine in certain areas. And then other times like my husband in certain areas. So what I found is that And this is why I teach productivity the way that I do is that we each have our own natural strengths and weaknesses and things that make us who we are and things that take away from that. Mm -hmm. And we need to stand in and just own it because there's no mistakes. Like there's nothing wrong with who you are inherently. It's just understanding it and owning it. And then saying things like, you know what? Like one thing for me that I was really bad at was paying bills on time because I could not ever remember to go in on a certain date and pay it. So when I started to say, instead of trying to always correct myself, God, you're such a mess. You can never pay a bill on time and just, just beating myself up for it instead looking and saying, okay, so your mind doesn't like to focus on due dates. Um, bills have due dates. How can we work around this? Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the beginning of the month and I'm going to set everything up to auto withdraw. And then I don't have to think about it. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Everything's paid on time. (laughs) I love the workaround. That's amazing. Wow. You mentioned so many great things. One, I think it's fabulous that you took the insight from your childhood and those dynamics and put it into play with you being a mom and actually just being open to the fact that your children's, you know, brains work differently, Mm -hmm. stimulated differently. So kudos to you on that, because I think it takes a lot of personal development to break the patterns and break the habits Mm -hmm. of what has been modeled to us. So I think that's incredible. And I also feel like there was this sense of freedom, like um, freedom to be yourself. Yeah. That kind of came about once you gave yourself permission or at least acknowledge like, wait a second, I can still be fully me and fine Mm -hmm. if it's not compared to your mom. And I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to that. One of the things that you mentioned though, that I, it kind of struck me, but you said like when you were really kind of like coming into your own, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or like understanding the aspects of you. Mm-hmm. If we have a listener that's like, I don't know what my identity is, or maybe mm-hmm. their identity has been shaken. Maybe they're in yeah. a little bit of an identity wobble because they're pivoting from something or they're coming off a divorce or a struggle or yeah. fill in the blank. Like what's your advice for them to get anchored in exactly who they are so they can feel confident in their identity? Yeah. You know, that's, um, I think that a lot of times we tend to anchor our identity in other things, right? Instead of actually who we are. So it is easier to have that shaken. Um, You know, I see it in a lot of my, uh, my clients when their kids are at that stage where they're, they're moving out of the house and it's like, you know, then it's like, well, who am I now? If I'm not mom, um, on the daily, right. Who am I now? I don't know. Or if they go through a divorce, then it's like, you're saying, you know, it's like, I don't know who I am now without the husband. You know, I've had clients who have, have have lost their spouses and then it's like, who am I now? Mm -hmm. You know? And so there's always that, that 
sense of there's something missing now that was there before and now it's not. I've found in myself, I've been through a lot of those little identity crises mm -hmm. um, for different reasons. You know, I mean, I was married, then I was divorced, then I was a single mom. Um, then I was part of a blended family, you know, with my, my husband now, and he had two kids, I had two kids, and then we had a baby. And it was just like, you know, who am I? I, you know, was an entrepreneur before that I was a realtor, you know, I mean, there were all different things. We can really anchor ourselves in these different pieces, mm -hmm. but when you step away from all the pieces, who are you? And that's really the question that you want to get to is who are you without all the things? And that really is about your values, you know, your values and your, your ideal and, you know, this is one of the things that I do with my clients is taking them through this, this exercise I call setting your GPS, mm -hmm. which is just imagining what a day in the life of your life, you know, a day in the, a day in your life would be like, if you could have anything, mm. if there were no restrictions, no barriers, you could just have this ideal experience. What would that be? And I do that with them in a, in a guided meditation so that they're not pulling from their um, imagination or their what they think they should have, but really pulling from what, just going into a space of what do you see? And then what happens is things pop up that they're saying, oh, I didn't even know that was in there. I, love I didn't that. even realize that that's something I wanted, yet I see it in my vision. I see this here. That's so weird. I didn't expect that. And that's a really good way to really start to tap into who you are as an individual is to really understand what do you want? Because sometimes we, you know, we, we get lost in the things, in the people, in the careers, um, in the way that we serve. And that can still be like at home, right? It can be with a pet can be with so many different things. What but, do you think gets in the way, um, Angela, when, when they're trying to tap into even that permission granting of what do I desire? What do you think gets in the way? Because I love the fact that you guide them through it. And I think it's amazing to mm -hmm. see what bubbles up when they're dreaming big, when they're even getting guided to create that stillness and space to mm -hmm. see what comes up in their mind's mm -hmm. eye or in their heart's desire. But what do you think gets in the way for women to have big dreams and desires? Usually it's, it's one of two things. It's either the shoulds I'm supposed to want this, right. Um, or it's the feelings of, I can't have this. I'm not good enough for this. I don't deserve this. Um, my parents never had that. So I can't have that. There's a lot of, I can't, and I should. Wow. And go in there. Yeah, absolutely. And how can we chip away at that and dissolve some of those limiting beliefs or algorithms of, if this happens, then I'll be able to X, Y, Z. Yeah. Well, I think it really goes back to that question that you had around the identity. You know, it's, it's figuring out who you are without all those things. And when you figure that part out, then, it, and like I said, that is, is your values. It's what it is that you truly want, um, without the shoulds, without the can'ts. And when you start to identify that, that there's, um, you know, people talk a lot about having a big, why, 
Mm-hmm. But I, I think even then big whys go into the shoulds and the can'ts and, <laughs> you know, and in reality, a lot of us, what we're after is freedom and safety, security. Mm-hmm. You know, we just want to be loved. We want to know that we're safe. Um, and we want to have the freedom to do the things that we want to do when we want to do them. And, and that is really all any of us are after. I mean, if you boil it down, we're all really after the same big why, you yeah. know, but my hands raised for all three of those points. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all are, we all are really. So it, it's, it's figuring out why do you want those things? What does that mean to you? If you think about those three things, what does that mean to you? So for instance, for me, you know, when I think of, of safety and security, it, it can go back to my childhood of never feeling like I had safety or security, you know, that I was, uh, you know, my parents were divorced and I was the oldest and I had a little brother and my dad worked nights and he left us alone. And, 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 you know, I mean, if you're six years old and you're home all night, every night by yourself with a three-year-old to take care of, that's yeah. scary, you know? And so it's, it's not that there was anything abusive necessarily going on. It was just frightening. And so- yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I was just going to say, it's just, it's just, it puts us into a space of really needing a sense of safety and security. And then that translates to what you want to create for other people, right? So that's what you want for your family. That's what you want for your clients. So you, you start to create something and then you realize this is one of your, your big values is, is safety, security, to know that you're loved. It's like those things have meaning to you. And then you can say, well, if those things have meaning to me, then what does that make me? Right. And I think we put too much emphasis on, I have to be this kind of person or this type of person, instead of just saying, you know what, I'm all kinds of things and that's okay. Yes. You know, absolutely. (laughs) Um, again, so much wisdom in that. And I want to unpack it a little bit because for, for those that have similar situations or even can, um, have a me too moment of like, yeah, absolutely. Like I can completely relate to what you're saying. Even if the specifics are different, we have these childhood issues that even though we have the insight, we're carrying along some kind of ripple effect in Mm -hmm. our day-to-day life. When you were sharing that about your situation, and thank you for being vulnerable. Oh yeah, no problem. (laughs) So for those that also can relate to like unintentional emotional neglect is what Mm -hmm. I heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I see in clients also in myself is this need for people pleasing over delivering Mm -hmm. and perfectionism from this kind of adaptation of Mm -hmm. trying to be safe, trying to make a predictable environment, trying to get noticed maybe by overachieving. I'm really interested because I know that you bring in a lot of emotional work in your work. Mm-hmm. How do you help clients actually, first of all, recognize it, but then at this point in their adult life, mm-hmm. not compartmentalize, how do they utilize emotions for their benefit instead of being dragged down by them? Yeah. You know, I think that with it it, it depends on your perspective. So I'm going to give you my perspective and not everybody's going to agree with this and that's okay. (laughs) But I will say that my perspective is I believe that there are no mistakes and that we experience things that are going to create or act as a catalyst for us to go off and do other things. Right. 
And so oftentimes we can find a lot of what we identify with as our purpose in our pain, right? And so we can have these experiences from childhood and have these emotions, but just simply having awareness mm -hmm. around how they show up, when they show up can be enough to light us on fire and set us free, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it's because things like, you know, saying, well, you know, uh, just give you an example from my own life. Um, I am easily triggered by my mother. Why am I easily triggered by my mother? You know, I know this because my mother was always working. She was always busy. Uh, when my parents divorced, there was a massive, very ugly custody battle, which my father won. And then he would purposefully withhold us from her to torture her. Mm -hmm. And so even though I know my mother loves me, there was a lot of distance between us growing up. And then by the time I got back to her, I was 13 years old and had raised my younger brother. And so I was used to being the mother. Yeah. I wasn't used to being told what to do or that I had boundaries or anything like that because my dad was either at work or asleep. I did everything. And mm -hmm. so I didn't know how to be a child. And so there was so much distance and we had so much conflict with each other. And so even now where it it's, it's something that will come up for me and I'll see something that just reminds me of, of my experience with my mother or my experience with my father, because there was so much absenteeism in my childhood that when I see that come up, I recognize it. Oh, this feeling is coming up because of that. And mm -hmm. then I say, okay, what's the real story here? And then I can move forward with a story that doesn't involve that. Yeah. Because I'm seeing it. And it's like, oh, this is just that. Okay. Let's shuffle this out of the way. What's left? Okay. I'm good. That's <laughs> you know? awesome. Just kind of take a step back and get um, per new perspective on that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Angela, how do you feel then emotions affect our productivity and our life and business for that matter? But I know you focus on productivity. So I'm very curious. Yeah. About your thoughts. So I always say productivity is rooted in emotion. And so essentially in a very basic level, how you feel on the inside is what dictates what you do on the outside. Mm. And so if you think about it, um, I always talk about um, productivity as emotion, energy, time, and focus, right? And so if you wake up and you're having just this blah day, like you just woke up on the wrong side of the bed, nothing's going right. You're arguing, you're, you know, stressed out. You spilled your coffee all over you, whatever it is, <laughs> bad morning. And you're just like, blah. then what happens is you're more likely to choose everything you do that day based on how you're feeling. So for instance, if somebody has, or you have sweets or something like that, you're more likely to eat them. You're more likely to go for comfort food than you are the healthy choice that you might normally pick. Mm -hmm. You're more likely to have a, a drink at the end of the night, something alcoholic that you maybe you wouldn't during the week or something, you know? And so it's also going to make you work slower and you're going to be more frustrated as you do. And the things that take more of your energy through the day are going to drain you much faster. And to the point where there are certain things like maybe going live uh, on social media or doing a, a class or something like that, that you're just going to feel like, oh, I can't do it today. 
I just can't. And so you cancel it or you reschedule something or you tell yourself, well, I'll do that live another day. Mm-hmm. And then you hope for a better day to do it. And so what happens is we're, we're always putting ourselves into this space of being ruled by what our emotions are dictating for us. And so when we do that, we, we make poor food choices, which then affect our gut health, which then are affecting the way our brains are operating and our emotions are feeling. And that just takes us further down a negative spiral. Yes. And then we're not using our time well, and we're not effective with our time because it's very difficult to be creative or industrious or you know really accomplish something if you're in a bad emotional state. And then, so if you're not using your time, well, it's really hard to focus, really hard to focus. And, and you just can nothing see how that's going to be a vicious cycle because then Absolutely. you're going to not get your to-do list mm-hmm. done or your obligations. And that's going to cause shame and guilt. And yes. you're just behind the eight ball the next time you come yes. to your office. So I can really see that. How do we break the cycle? Yeah. So what I do is I start with focus and then we work our way backwards. So I start with that setting your GPS exercise that I told you about figuring out what it is that you really want. Like what is the perfect lifestyle? What does that look like? Let's walk through a day from the moment you wake up to when you go to bed, what does that look and feel like? And because we're doing it in a meditative state, we're seeing what comes up instead of pushing out what we think we should want. And so it's much more of talking to the subconscious than talking to the conscious, which is so helpful. And then when we see that and we visualize it, we're like, oh my God, yes, I'd never even thought of that before. That's so, so perfect. If I could have that, I could have everything. And then it's like, okay, we figure out what things we can do now to make that happen now. So when I did that for myself, the first thing I realized was I didn't want to work Mondays or Fridays. Like I didn't want to do that. And I was thinking, you know, what would be really great is if I could take a week off every month. And then I was like, well, if I just set up my programs like that, so that my clients get three calls a month during weeks one through three, and that those calls are on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, well, then I could totally do that now. And that just gave me so much freedom. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I could do that, what else can I do? And so you start plugging your, your time into that lifestyle that you you've visualized. And then once you have that time set up, it also helps you understand what you're kicking to the curb, what's important, what's a priority, right. Or, or who do you need to have to help you with things, right? Like I have my, my podcast producers, right. I'm not going to do that. I don't even know how, I don't want to know how (laughs) (laughs) it's like, it's one of those things. So you start shuffling things out and then you realize that your energy, right. Your energy is really there for you and that you start to make better choices with your eating because you're not so stressed out because now you have a focus, you have goals, you have a, a life that you visualize that you're, you're striving to get to and you see it, you can see it. And so you're starting to take those, those steps and working it into your day. So you're starting to live it. And so the energy is there. And so you make better food choices you make better lifestyle choices. And then what happens is that the only thing left are the old stories Mm -hmm. and the old stories. Once we understand how to see them as that, then, then it's like, we can separate them. Yes. Yeah. And, and what I can really sense is 
no matter how stuck a person is, once you start kind of chipping that eggshell, that will ultimately have a crack where the light can come in Mm -hmm. and illuminate what the journey is for you or feel Mm -hmm. that momentum. Like once you even start feeling physically better, Mm -hmm. there's just going to be like, oh, wow, I did this. There'll be some Mm self-satisfaction. Now we're kind of turning that vicious cycle Mm -hmm. into the happiness cycle, which is awesome. And I think it doesn't take a lot. That's that's one of the reasons why I do love having podcasts and connecting with individuals like yourself, because the listeners can get motivated by a spark because yeah. everything is energy. So if they can just yeah. hear a spark from our conversation that just mm-hmm. gives them a perspective shift or just gives them a way to um, do their life just 2% mm-hmm. different, yeah. you know, then that's amazing. Like that's the momentum mm-hmm. that can just kind of get those wheels turning. So you're a mama of five. I know you said only one still lives under your roof, but Mm -hmm. there's still a lot of juggling going on with all the roles and and all of our identities um, that we try to do so well. What is your favorite balancing tip? Mm. I think it is really, I mean, for me, it is, it was that exercise of really starting to figure out what I wanted Mm. because it, it, there there's so many things that are always competing for our attention. And if we, I call it setting your GPS because when we get in the car, it doesn't matter where we're going. If, if, even if we know where we're going, could we go to the store up the street? You're going to map it out on your GPS because it's going to tell you if that road, you always like to put the pedal to the metal on, there's a cop sitting there, you know, it's going to tell you if there's an accident at the intersection And so you always set your GPS because you want to get to your destination as quickly as possible and as easily as possible. But we don't really do that in our lives. And a lot of people more so than, I I mean, I was shocked by the number of people that I talked to that have this, this thing come up is that they've never thought about what they wanted. They're only thinking about how do I get through this? Mm, Yeah. And that is, oof, that's hard. Because if you're focusing on your life, like I just got to get through this, I just got to make enough money to pay my bills and make the mortgage payment and make sure I can keep everybody fed and clothed and housed. And there's no it, joy. It's, there's it's like nothing. Weeding through the swamp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that you have to find your joy. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to find that is by really understanding what is the destination. Where is it that you want to go? And when you understand the destination, really see it, mm-hmm. that's when you can start to weed through what gets you there and what doesn't. Are you a fan of the law of attraction? Like when you're talking about strongly seeing it and you're talking about meditation, like where does um, manifesting come into play, if at all? Yeah. So, I mean, I think when it comes to manifestation that you, you, Absolutely. Everybody says you've got to visualize it, you know, and you have to be very clear in your visualization, very clear. And so I I have this one client that man, she is, I always call her Miss Magic Manifester because it doesn't matter what it is. Like she literally just makes it happen like this. And, and she still doubts herself Mm. and yet it doesn't matter what it is. She's got it instantly. And the moment she says, this is what I want. This is what I'm after. It literally just comes to her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, here you go. 
because she's very, very specific. She's very, very clear. And if you're not that, then you don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what destination you're trying to get to. You're just kind of stabbing in the dark. So you're just saying, listen, whatever comes my way is cool. You know, so just hit me, right? Too many mixed messages in that. It definitely causes static in the channel. And that would be like uh, typing Chinese into your GPS when it only understands English. So yeah. Yes. And I I always liken it to playing bumper cars instead of actually driving somewhere, Mm. you know? So you're just, you're playing bumper cars. You're sitting in a car and you're running around, you're just bouncing into whatever hits you, you know? And, And that's what you're doing. Because you're not, you haven't set a destination for yourself or your life. And one of the things that I think is really important in that is that your business and your life, especially as entrepreneurs, but any business, and even if you're, if you're working for somebody, you know, it doesn't matter. Your life and your work should go hand in hand somehow, because otherwise there's, there's no joy in it for you. You know, and so, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my entire adult life. My husband does not, is not, um, being an entrepreneur is not anything he has ever been interested in. He's very much a company man. He's very loyal and devoted to the company he works for, and he loves his job Mm -hmm. and it suits him to a T he's a project manager and he loves projects. He loves (laughs) nothing more than to work on projects. He sees everything in his life as a project. And he is very meticulous. He's very detail-oriented. It suits him so well. Mm. And when we have an idea of what it is that we actually want to live, you know, it's it's like it's like choosing the perfect script, the perfect movie that that you want to play. And yeah, I absolutely. think we don't realize that we get to choose. And that, so that we don't choose. Mm-hmm. Yes. If we don't choose, then whatever is what comes, whatever mm-hmm. comes, because nobody knows. It's like, what do you, do you want this orange? Do you want this apple? You want this tuna sandwich? I don't know what you want. I'm just going <laughs> to throw them all at you, you know? <laughs> right? So Angela, if we have a listener that feels like their life is uh, like being in a bumper car and they're getting knocked mm-hmm. around, they're exhausted, they're spinning their wheels, putting in effort, but really not feeling the joy. How can they learn more about you to set that GPS for themselves? Yeah, they can go to productiveflow.com is the easiest way. You can learn all about the different stuff that I offer. Um, and then if, if they are women and they tend to follow that woo path, we have a really amazing group community membership that we created called Journey Alchemist Collective. Mm-hmm. And it's about really taking on the entire journey of your life and every life that you've lived and seeing how they start to feed in. And um, we have a a hypnotherapist and a human design specialist and uh, an ancient woman's wisdom specialist. And then me, and we, the four of us pull all of this stuff together to help them understand their entire journey and how it all connects. And I think that that is, um, it's a really, really cool thing that we put together. We just did it this last year and it's just been amazing. So yeah, it sounds like a very special sisterhood. So awesome. I'll put in the links in the show notes. And uh, if you wanted to leave our listeners with one final bright light piece of wisdom, what would you Mm -hmm. like to leave? I would like to tell them that it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you've experienced. It doesn't matter what you've heard people say to you or 
about you, that there's magic inside of you. You're here for a reason. And the way you are is exactly who you are meant to be. And there is strength in that. Hmm. And there's, there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong. You're perfect. Just the way you are. You just need to see it. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right. Until next time, my friend, breathe joy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Angela Kristen Taylor. If so, you can head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance to rate and review the show. Also, it would be amazing if you wanted to share this with one of your biz besties who you think could benefit from this episode all about productivity flow and really sinking into your identity. Until next week, my friend, breathe joy.